Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to you dozens of listeners and likers of the Awkward Throat Clear. I've got the second part of the Ladakh Lowdown coming right up for you guys very, very shortly for your eager ears. Misty and Kyle wrap up the tale of the voyage and tell us what they have lined up next. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much part of this, uh, some of these plans, too, so... It's, it's much more important than you'd think. Uh, we also talk about uh, some hockey uh, for the North American League. So this is a while ago. So we're talking about playoff predictions and early Stanley Cup favorites. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you might be laughing at some of these ideas. Uh, anyway, I hope you guys all enjoy this uh, episode. And please remember, listen, like, subscribe, and share, as always. Uh, cheers, everyone, and... On with the show. <coughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, the, <coughs> the awkward throat clear. Now, here's your host, Aaron Chalupa. Well, this is part two of Kyle and Misty's extravagant India adventure. You know, um, here's the epic conclusion to it all. Uh, sorry for the wait and sorry for uh, breaking this up in two, but there's just so much to talk about. Like, it's just such a, such a wonderful adventure that we just don't want to condense into it. It's like if Star Wars was just, you know, a TV show, like a one episode TV, yeah. TV show instead of like the triple trilogy that it's becoming. There's, there's too much to talk about. We could make it three if you guys really wanted, but we're, And that's what we want to do. We want to, yeah. we really want to, you know, stretch this out and really get the, the full, uh, the full experience opposed to some podcasts that would probably just condense it and only talk about so many things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we left off, um, last episode. Actually, I don't really don't even remember. And it was only like a few minutes ago opposed to everyone else who think and it's like, Oh man, what was I listening to two weeks ago? Um, uh, I think we just touched up on, um, the organization and what you can do and lay, and then we called it quits for that episode. So um, we'll just jump right back into it. Uh, so Kyle, you were, you were doing a lot of the filming and a lot of the vlogging. Uh, it was pretty much your equipment yeah. that you and Misty were using for talking about uh, the event and the tournament and everything too. Um, have you thought about, I think, uh, I've also heard too that you do a lot of um, Misty's promotional uh, hockey videos, <laughs> like trying to, you know, get her a, a team to play for. <laughs> yeah. So filming her super sweet skills. I just picture like, have you, have you guys seen Hot Rod? Yeah. Yeah. I just picture like when Hot Rod's getting, like filming himself, like doing sweet <laughs> tricks and stuff. Hi, I'm Mrs. Seastrup. This is how I can skate fast. You just go. <laughs> and you just slam into the boards like, yeah. <laughs> or one of the guys' names up in uh, Airdrie. Uh, they're, they're the new guys that are like running on their blades on uh, the, on the bench guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. I just, uh, I just see that too. So um, my, my question is, uh, do you see yourself kind of like uh, diving further in with the, the media coverage of um, maybe like maybe hockey foundation found themselves a new uh, media coverage guy. No, they're, um, they, no, they, they, they have a professional. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're, they're guys that they had for, were uh, very professional and they were doing uh, a lot of other shooting in India too. So they were staying for a while. What were they shooting right after that? They were doing kind of a documentary, I think maybe to give to BBC about the surrounding villages and surrounding areas and like how they've grown. Cause the one guy was there 10 years ago when there was like lay was actually kind of nothing, like maybe one hostel kind of tea house and how it's grown to what it is now as far as like tourism. And then also the good, bad side effects of tourism in a rural community like that. Um, like as far as like society, as far as like waste management, environmental, 
and so they're kind of just going and visiting all the surrounding uh, villages and extending on yeah. that. So I, I definitely won't be taking their jobs anytime soon. <laughs> that's their full-time jobs. Um, I always, like, I, I do quite a bit of traveling, so I've always wanted to pick up a GoPro and kind of document it all. I've just procrastinated every single time. Mm -hmm. I always forget, and this seemed perfect because once the Discovery Channel contacted us and she wanted, like, us to do little vlogs as we mm -hmm. went. So we started doing that, and it was pretty easy. It's your GoPro attached to a pole, your selfie stick. Mm -hmm. um, that was fun to do, though. I'm still going to try and put a video together because they can only cover so much one of their episodes on the Daily Planet. We have so much more footage. Yeah. Um, so slowly, it, it might take a while because I think I procrastinate very easily, <laughs> and it takes a while to build videos. Yeah. I'm eventually going to put something together, and then for future um, travels and hockey trips, and definitely to keep using the GoPro and just make very, very amateur oh, that's fun. movies. It is, I, I don't think it'll be like a profession going forward, but it's more of a hobby. It's no, totally, totally. And then with Misty's videos, um, she's trying to play for a pro team in either Europe or Australia, and they all want a video of something. Mm -hmm. So we're putting together a skills video, or it's already done. Um, and then videotaped a bit of her game footage from the Inferno camp and that. Sweet. So. You just throw a few hip checks in there too. Just like have some, yeah, you got some kind of goon that's giving you shit like this and the guy's like rubbing mitt in your face like, give him one of these and just like hip check and just like, what? And just throw your gloves off and just start pow, you know, pow driving him with the hay, the hay bombs there. No, that's that's what you need in your videos there for sure. But yeah, I, I totally hear you on the, the procrastination for sure. Like sometimes it's just easier having a nap uh, yeah. and watching YouTube videos of, of cats instead of yeah. like looking for the new podcast interview. So I have a busy life, so sometimes yeah, <laughs> just gets, keeps getting put side on the side. Then, but no, it's fun. Even doing the hockey skills, um, even trying to like it's almost getting back into coaching a bit, like coming up with drills with her. Um, that's a fun aspect. I'd like to do more of that as mm -hmm. a board. Um, it's just finding the time. Yeah, totally. The wrong industry for it. pipeline. Yeah. Too much. It's it's hard to you know find that balance between uh you know fun and then like practicality for like money and stuff. It's yeah. Like, oh, this company, I get a lot of money, but I don't get to do the things I really love anymore. Yeah. So. But at least with that money, you can go traveling and do these fun uh, hockey exactly. foundation camps and whatnot. Um. Let's see what the next one I want to ask you guys. I'm very professional right now. I'm in Han about my next question. <laughs> Uh, what were some, uh, oh, actually, how did the, the equipment fundraising go? You guys were doing that, uh, Kickstarter page? Yep. Yeah. Uh, go not Kickstarter, me. um, GoFundMe. Sorry, 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 sorry GoFundMe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that actually got, like, way better results than we thought. You guys uh, got to your goal, right? Yeah, it's we twice over. We broke our goal three times. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, no, no our two? first goal was 1,000. Then 1,500. Then 1,500 and then 2,000. Oh, yeah, I guess, and then a little bit over 2,000. Yeah, nice. Um, and then I just kind of came up with that idea, just thinking um, to help contribute to the foundation. Completely, yeah. You're yeah. over there. Um, so I just had the idea, and I was like, oh, 1,000 bucks. So well, put us in a couple of sets of gear and donate it after, and anything left over, we can throw it towards the foundation or mm -hmm. anything like that. And uh, within six days, we broke our $1,000 yeah, so thanks to our friends yeah, and family. Friends, all the friends and family that donated, you guys are awesome. Um, I think it was within like 22 days, we got over $2,000. Mm -hmm. And we just cut it off at $2,000. We're like, we don't need to keep. Because as we found out, bringing six bags of gear... <laughs> going through airports and that, yeah, it becomes very costly. Yeah, maybe you just use that money to like pay for the, so, the gear to get shipped yeah, over to. It was too. an awesome idea. That's what we did, yeah. Yeah. Five hundred bucks we used for like because we 
bought a thousand dollars worth of gear, and then we did a little bit with some other people, and then bought some Canada gear. We had all this extra money, not all this extra money, but five hundred, six hundred dollars extra, mm -hmm. which came in handy for paying for those fees. And then we were just going to donate the rest of it to the foundation. There really wasn't that much left of it after all the fees. Oh, it works out really nice. And you guys got enough gear for pretty much an entire team, or? Um. And was it more for like men's teams we, or kids teams? We or? mostly went after because it was too hard to bring like the bigger stuff like pants and that. Yeah. So we only played in a set of pants each and then had one extra pair, I think. Yeah. But it was mostly like gloves and helmets. Yeah. Because you figure and skates. out. Yeah, and skates. Elbow pads? And some helmets too. <laughs> some well, a lot, of the times, <laughs> a lot of times they just play on their rivers or whatever without okay. full gear. Oh, yeah. So like like shinny or. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're just going to play in their skates and gloves. Yeah. So that was the majority we went after. And then we had something like. 18 sticks or something. Yeah. We figured, what do they need to just get kids playing? Started. Started. Yeah. Or adults start, or whoever. Yeah. So they don't need full gear. And they're, like, we donated two sets of full gear-ish. Yeah. So, like, that's enough. And well. a bunch of other people donate a whole bunch of stuff. And so they eventually have stuff. But Yeah, Missy's most... got pictures up on Facebook of the donations from, like, everyone while they're mm. sorting it the one day. And it's crazy. There's... Yeah. They probably hit, like, 5,000 pieces of equipment, probably. They've done more I in the know. past, so it might be more. We're waiting for final counts on that, too. But That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see everyone kind of, like, a lot of people did the same thing. They played in their gear and just donated it. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I was, I didn't have the funds to donate enough, but I really wanted to get one of those Indian jerseys. That would have been pretty sweet. We still have, yeah. We're, we're still, we, yeah, we said that we would give some presents back to... That and you haven't over. done it yet. We haven't done it yet. Oh. <laughs> we're waiting on yeah. the tea. The tea is coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're waiting for the tea. And then we were going to get pucks, but to buy them from the foundation, it was $20 for a puck. What? Yeah, we're not doing that because 20, it's part of their fundraiser. Uh, so I, yeah. I messaged the founder. I'm like, hey, man, like we'll donate and we'll pay you, uh, but just like kind of give us a number so we can... Because like, we fully... For anyone that's listening that did donate over $100, we fully are going to make do with uh, like what we said. It's just, just the planning. And just the waiting that. and the planning and everything More like stuff that. stuff coming for sure. We do yeah, appreciate, we appreciate it. it all. Again, it's a procrastination where you get so busy with other stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, stuff's in the mail already, so that's good. No, no, totally. Yeah, make sure, make sure you get that we stuff can, out. It's just, it's yeah. just life happens, right? Yeah. You guys get back, you're tired and everything. Yeah, we can try and get you a line on an India jersey because they were actually made yeah. in Canada. Oh, we'll see. Roman or the NCHL people actually designed it, oh. and they were kind of like in partnership because mm -hmm. um, they were supposed to bring the India team and do like a tour mm -hmm. across Canada, and then something happened, something happened, and it just it didn't happen, kind of thing. But yeah, I think they have the design rights, and then you can also. Because we, like, we want those jerseys, yeah. they're pretty mm -hmm. cool. Uh, and you can also like order them online, and then that money also goes towards the foundation. It's one another one of their fundraisers, mm, too. Very cool. And actually, when we came back, we were playing Shinny and Trico, and this guy actually had one of the India jerseys. Oh, really? Yeah, Yo, where did you get yeah. that? The goalie. And it's cool because um, the jerseys have like um, watermarked script on all the white areas, and, mm. or, or the, the solid color areas, and it doesn't really mean anything. But reading up on it, it actually says... Like fair player game on or something like that in oh, like cool. four different languages like Ladakhi, 
Hindi, English, something else. Sweet. That's what it actually means a lot. Yeah, they're so, cool jerseys. So where can you get the, these jerseys if the listeners want to uh, the support this? Hockey Foundation's website. Oh, um, Hockey Foundation, they're, perfect. They still yeah. have their donation page open yep. um, for the boards and everything. Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of like um, gifts and like gift levels that you can get from it. And then, uh, yeah, we might have a second line on it. Yeah, we might, yeah. But it's better to go through them because the the proceeds are actually going towards directly, them. yeah, directly going to, to a good cause. Yeah. yeah, it's going to a good cause. We'll yeah. have to check that out after we're done recording. I don't want to do that right now and like be rude and like looking <laughs> at my phone the whole <laughs> time. Second, yeah. <laughs> well, since we're talking about the Hockey Foundation, um, you know, if people wanted to join, they can go onto that site and check it out. Um, I was gonna bring something up here. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. damn it. <laughs> Ah, uh, this is what happens when you don't look at your notes when people are talking. Um, oh, frick. Well, also, we failed to mention, too, so when Kyle put up that GoFundMe page, then he also was in contact with some newspaper outlets, and then I was on the Calgary Herald, which I think we talked about before, mm -hmm. and then because of all that, um, the Calgary Flames reached out, and they donated a jersey for me to wear at the event. Oh, very that cool. That was, like, custom, everything, and then they also did, donated a stick, that can be auctioned off. That is going to be auctioned off on um, the Hockey Foundation website as well. So was it Monaghan? Yeah, it was Monaghan yeah. that signed. Very so if cool. If anyone wants a Monaghan signed stick, go well, to the Hockey Foundation website and they're auctioning that off as well. They actually have um, Paul, Paul Korea signed jersey. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're auctioning them. They're just like, you well, pay not, X amount. And then, yeah. yeah it's but it's like all fun stuff. Mm -hmm. but yeah, so the Calgary Flames even jumped in on it. So that was Pretty awesome to see that. Well, you should have contacted David to others because they got Jujar Kaira, who also has an Indian background. Oh, yeah. Well, what did we find out? Someone else was reaching out to NHL teams, huh? and oh. because they weren't from that city or born in it, it didn't seem like they had the interest to help out with it. That's fair, yeah. So, her being from Calgary, living in Calgary, it's kind of like. It was good publicity yeah. for them. Mm -hmm, good mm -hmm. community, feel good story. Resident totally, yeah. Break this. That's because someone else tried with like Chicago and that, but they were from. Can't remember where, and they just didn't want to. Didn't seem. Yeah. yeah. No, I can. I can see that part of it. Yeah, for sure. It's just Jujarkara is like family's actually from India. That been good, <laughs> He's yeah. one. He was one of three Punjabi players, I believe, that really? played in the NHL. Yeah. Two other guys, I can't remember their names, but it was back in the day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Going back to the tournament here, what was different about this uh, hockey trip than other ones that you guys have been a part of? I haven't done, uh, personally, a lot of hockey trips. I've just done local tournaments in mm -hmm. Canada and that. So this is the first big one for me. So I can't really compare them to any international stuff. But, um, but you'll be comparing the future ones to this one for sure. Yeah, we have a year trip coming up. Um, so I'll be able to compare that for sure. But uh, Misty's got a little more experience with this one, playing in Hong Kong and North Korea. We'll let her talk about it and yeah, you can quit you interrupting. Can. <laughs> <laughs> um, running water, electricity, big differences. Uh, kind of, I guess, how, um, how small it was and how unified everything and everyone became. Kind of like how we were joking about coming together through misery in, in the higher up altitudes. Like mm -hmm. everyone bonded a lot quicker. Whereas if you go to most normal tournaments, like, yeah, okay, you might bond with one other team or you bond with your teammates. You haven't really met them before if it's a traveling team. And that's kind of it. Maybe go out and get drunk for one night and talk about old hockey stories. But this one was really cool because all six teams, some, some players obviously went off on their own, but a lot of it was uh, time spent together and like, you heard stories from 
all these other different trips from all over the world. You've heard people's backgrounds. You've bonded more. Um, like I said, Mike Lego from the NHL was there, and like we were talking with him. Usually, you don't talk to the refs because like they're against you. They're not with you, but they were pretty awesome. And then, uh, yeah, and just everyone from this trip were on this trip because they like hockey, they like traveling, and they like doing cool stuff. So having those contacts now, like Kyle and I are trying to put together a team to go to Prague, and normally if you're trying to put together a team from Prague to go to Prague in Canada, you're like, okay, what kind of friends do I have? Like, who's not going to bail? I'm not even going to think about it. But now we have friends from Germany and Japan and yep. Finland and all these places, and these guys like to travel, and they like hockey, and so... Or, and then they have friends, and so I think we're gonna have a, like a pretty awesome team. I've, I've, yeah, I'm, I think I'm one of those friends, and yeah. I've actually uh, sent it out to a few, a few of my friends as well. So yeah, it could work. And it seems like my girlfriend's a full yes. behind it too. So she won't be participating, but she'll probably be cheering on they, us yeah. on. They like they encourage you to bring like your spouses. Oh, them. totally. Because yeah. then yeah. you get like a group of thirty or more. Uh, they offer all these. Like, I saw those like, things. Yeah, free bus driver. Yeah. Um, so you, you get some money yeah. back. Yeah, it's like a cool tournament. Too. Oh, it looks very cool. I remember you yeah. sent it to me a while ago, but. Um, I was just like, okay, well, I don't want to take care of this because I'll send it only to so many people where you have much more hockey networking than I do. Yeah. And I didn't want to really... <laughs> and we'll talk more about it later, too, after we're done recording because it's uh, more questions like how we can plan for this and everything. But, yeah, no, like it's definitely, like, what's more fun than playing hockey, you know, with your friends around town or whatever? It's playing with your friends that you know in places that you don't yeah exactly like you want to explore and everything yeah like Prague wow what a place like I'm sure there's other places that other tournaments that are similar to that one yeah in Prague that you could do and say you know Budapest or um you know Stockholm if you wanted to go there or even like Balzano in northern Italy and stuff yeah. where hockey is kind of cool it has like cool little subculture but it's not like the big sport you know so it'd be pretty sweet to get it going on like like but almost a goal in my mind would be play hockey like in a new place every year. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. Well, I've gone with traveling. Like we've done the traveling thing where you're backpacking and getting drunk every night and you're mm -hmm. just check marking the places that I went there. And the past couple of years, I've gone to each place now with a purpose and generally like an athletic purpose, whether it's hockey or like FIFA or uh, some sort of anything that you're actually doing an activity or hiking or it's way more fun because you're meeting people that are doing the same things, you're bonding over that, you make better friends, it's not just, oh man, we threw up together in that hostel back in Hungary, remember that? Kinda. <laughs> Which is a great story Sweet. too. <laughs> or you go to the tournaments every year over and over and over again, you know, yeah. like, because I was living in Jasper, I kept going to the tournament there, which was fun because it was cheap for me, yeah. but, you know, like, you, you see some of the same people and it's the same kind of thing. Um, after a while, it's like, well, I would like to do this somewhere else, yeah. you know, and then meet more people and then network more people to go to somewhere else, you know, after that, like, let, let it snowball. And it's cool because you still get novelty, but it's familiarity as well. So you're not totally out of your comfort zone if you have that issue, because hockey tournaments, hockey tournament, hockey's hockey, no matter where you are, hockey people are hockey people, as I found out in North Korea, like, you're still chirping, you're st it's still the same culture of hockey, no matter where you seem to go and who the people are, but then you still get the novelty of exploration and new things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's awesome, I like it. Sure. That was, that was one of the coolest things from this India trip, was just like the connections we made with all these other people around the world, and 
because they go to tournaments everywhere. So we're not so different, you and yeah. I. <laughs> now we have more of a foot in the door where we will probably get more invites, like when they go to other tournaments and they do like a lot of the guys uh-huh. do Bangkok all the time. Because I guess that's one of the big tournaments. And, oh yeah, there's it's cool. That was probably the best thing from this experience. Was yeah, all the connections. Well, like what I always love is like the absurd connections too, where it's just like, oh yeah, we got a hockey buddy that lives in the Philippines. Yeah. Or in Singapore, it's like that's cool. Or Australia, yeah. you know, places you don't really think hockey is really that strong of an identity, and they're pumped because they get to see people from a place where hockey is like life. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, I love this sport so much. Everyone around me thinks I'm crazy, but you guys don't. You guys get it. I should hang out with you guys more. Invite me to all these tournaments that you guys are going to. We can hang out and do hockey things together, and then drink beer. And it's like, woo, and not get sick because we're at high elevations. <laughs> You know, that's the way to go about it. Um, one thing I was going to ask you guys about, um, give or take, you know, for the people that might want to go on Talkie Foundation and um, join one of these tournaments, about how much money did it cost you guys to, like, just for yourself, not for um, the fundraising and spending that additional money and everything like that, but just yourself to go to um, the tournament in, in Lay India there? Well, it was 700 US to sign up. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's just this year. It'll be probably cheaper next like if anyone wants to go next year because it'll mm-hmm. be a different format mm-hmm. flights were about a thousand each yep they're yeah like 1100 or something all said and done that was returned it all depends on where you're flying to and yeah. again if you know well in advance you could probably find flights cheaper mm-hmm. we yeah. booked within like two months so we didn't have much of a choice yeah um and then as far as accommodations and food it was pretty cheap like i'd say maybe 500 dollars each in for two weeks worth of food and an accommodation. Yeah, like the food's really cheap over there. Like any Asian market you go to, usually you can find really good food. Two dollar <laughs> noodles. Yeah, we'd always just eat like hot noodle bowls and like a, a tea, and it was like I don't know, like ten bucks Canadian, not even five not bucks even. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. What did we figure it was all said and done on that trip? Uh, I think maybe we said three grand each. Yeah, and that's to a really remote place in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah, but that was flying also, many yeah. many hours. That was with that tournament or like that foundation fees. And yeah, that. for that yeah. specific um, tournament. A couple like little presents and like some food. Of course, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. You could do it cheaper, I'm sure. Yeah, well, it all depends on where you're going for sure. Like, if they have a tournament in Antarctica, I'm sure it's going to be more expensive. But if yeah. they have a tournament, say in Oh, I don't know, St. John's, Newfoundland, it probably won't be as expensive as going yeah. to India. Hopefully not. <laughs> but for the experience, like $3,000 for 12 days, like, I, I'd probably do it over and over. Just to yeah. stay in that area and lay and how cool that whole event was. Mm-hmm. You're almost paying for the experience and not caring as much about the bit extra. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Some people paid more um, because, like, for the Slovakia team, they kind of enlisted as, like, a tour group. So they stayed later, a couple, uh, so yeah, some people came. They extended their stay, yeah. Yeah, some people came a couple days earlier and then did more climatizing and trekking. And then some people stayed later. And so when they went back to Delhi, then they do like day trips to Agra and saw the Taj Mahal and saw a couple other things. So they're like, well, we're in India, we might as well make the most out of it. And that's easy enough to do. You just hire a guide and they take you to all these places and a driver and stuff. Whereas, yeah, we didn't do that because I've already done that and <laughs> Kyle was like didn't have the time for yeah, every time. work so we were on limited timeline which was fine it worked out yeah three grand for us. three grand yeah. is a good number mm-hmm. so um besides the hockey tournament uh, what else did you guys get up to any other 
fun, exciting uh, adventures? Mm, not really there. We well, just we played hockey and... Did that day tour where we like, went and saw a bunch of um, monasteries. Oh, cool. And like, drove out to uh, almost the Pakistan border. But a lot of the time, like your time was eaten up by playing hockey, hockey or yeah. helped out with a few coaching clinics. And, and then clinic, kind of. there was a lot of naps mixed in there just because, <laughs> of course, at least for us there was, but I felt like we were doing everything the right way because we never really felt sick or that bad when we were yeah. playing hockey. We just took it easy when we Because sickness does take a big toll on you when you're traveling, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Even if it's just a head cold, it's brutal. And then, yeah, we just, like, Leia was a cool enough city. We'd walk around and go through the markets and that, so we spent a lot of time there. But a lot of the time was... Like meeting new friends and sharing yeah. stories. It's either hockey, eating, or napping. Yeah. So wasn't it well, wasn't a ton of time for like day tour stuff. How was the security and safety around LA? Mm, like, don't be flashing cash. Like you'll probably get it stolen. But um, it was it didn't seem too bad. Like it, again, it's kind of felt like Nepal or Tibet to me in the safer kind of areas. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say you you want to hear about the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's where he's. Yeah, that's where. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Go pal. Like anywhere, in India, <laughs> like anywhere in India, it's they have a stray dog problem. <laughs> I was like, yeah, bar wow. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like Stifler's not around here that I could like be yeah. like talk about the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially in Lay, there was stray dogs everywhere, mm -hmm. and uh, during the day they were super chill. They would just sleep most of the day, but then it was like nighttime, midnight or one in the morning. They would go absolutely mental for hours, and they would not stop barking. Like sometimes it was like they would wake you up when you're in your hotel because there was so many dogs barking, and then you couldn't go to sleep for like an hour or so. And they did the same dog would bark just continuously for hours, for hours and you'd pick them out. Um, and then we just figured it was what stray dogs, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So we were like a 20 minute walk in between the main hotel and ours. So we went there for dinner the one night and we couldn't get a cab back for some reason. It was just, I don't know why. Your typical five-star dickhead uh, <laughs> Asian hotel. And he kept making up excuses like, oh, half hour, oh, half hour, oh, half hour. It's like, okay, so well, can you please stop like, lying to yeah, me? Yeah, we waited like an hour and a half for a taxi. And oh, it was sure. already like 11 o'clock at night. We're like, okay, do we just walk? So we're like, okay, we're walking. And, uh... It wasn't too bad of a walk, but the dogs are a lot more active then. We had a few that were like starting to follow us. We didn't really bring a stick or anything, did we? No. We just had to like yell at a few dogs to back them off. Be assertive yeah. and like acknowledge them so they didn't, because they, they usually They don't said, get the predator mentality. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But they were, they were everywhere, so it was, everywhere. it was a little nervous walk, but then uh, we made it, didn't think anything of it. And then sure enough, when we get back to Canada, there's this little mini documentary on a guy going through Lay yep. and <laughs> explaining how dangerous the dogs actually are and like people would be mauled and I don't think he even died, he said, did he? Probably. I think a few deaths, maybe kids. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said like, it's, like it's an issue. Yeah, it's an issue and we're like, oh, good yeah. thing we did that 20 minute walk in the dark back to our hotel with no weapons to defend us. Yeah. So uh, that was like the only like dangerous part of late probably but not you don't see anyone out at night everyone goes to bed at night yeah. mm -hmm. for so those reasons we were, yeah we were only like the <laughs> foolish people that were walking 20 minutes <laughs> yeah no it's, it's i found it quite similar in the balkans uh i, I hear I, I didn't i wasn't able to make it out to romania but i heard like bucharest uh, the capital of romania the dogs know how to use the crosswalk lights 
because they're like too many of their friends have gotten hit by cars, so they'd like wait and then like the little like green man's like, go walk, and then they'd like walk across the road because oh, wow. they know how to use it. Yeah. And there is a big enough pack mentality in them. I think they killed a kid and there was a like, big call. So like they would they would take the dogs and kill them. And like there's other um Balkan countries that were uh taking the dogs and they would give them a collar, but the collar would be like stray, so that like it'd be identified, or like there'd be a certain color oh. and they'd neuter them. Or spay them so uh, they wouldn't breed anymore but it's still kind of weird just to see all these dogs just walking around and sometimes following you and stuff and like are they just following us to beg for treats are they following us because they're like mm. yeah exactly i'm like i am kind of a big guy so i'd feed them for quite a while but uh please don't eat me dog i like your kind yeah. during the day they were they're nothing they just sleep mm. they wouldn't bother anyone really and if they did like the locals would just throw rocks at them just mm-hmm. away. yeah no, and for us we're just like wow through a rock at a dog. Just like, <laughs> poor, oh little, poor little guy. Yeah. But yeah, they're going to have more of a, a wild mentality now. They're kind of Being feral. dog lovers, you just like want to go pet a bunch. You're like, yeah, probably shouldn't pet that dog. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, were there any kind of other hazards? Maybe you were telling me about uh, one of your buddies almost died. Yeah, you can yeah. be part of that more. He, um, good friend, good guy, uh, allergic to cilantro. And oh shit! <laughs> what was the other one? Cilantro, coriander. So I wasn't aware of this, but apparently in India, cilantro and coriander are like your staple items of food. Yeah. So <laughs> don't go to India. But he like he's identified it and knows what it is finally and had all the proper measures. So anyway, we were he had one kind of attack in lay and stopped trusting people eating their food and thus he knew what was going on. And we went over the past. We went to the the Tangsti region there, which is a little bit higher, 12,500. And he had already kind of been sick, plus Diamox was kind of kicking kicking him down. And uh, probably wasn't drinking so much water, all those things. And so we got to the meeting point and everyone's just kind of having tea and these little cookies, biscuit things. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, where, where'd he go? And uh, all of a sudden our other friend comes running back like, we need a doctor, we need a doctor, we need a translator, we need a translator, and like kind of like a kerfuffle to the organizer, and he's like, why, what's going on? He's like, he collapsed, he walked out and he collapsed. Um, like, oh no, like those are our two friends, mm-hmm. and because uh, we'd all come in all these all these different cars, and then the, we'd left our backpacks in the cars because they were going to take us to the area to sleep in before, so he didn't have his medication on him, and they were trying to find the vehicle, and then as he was trying to find it, he just collapsed, like he couldn't walk, and so... Like, oh no. Um, and so I guess he was surrounded by a bunch of Indian people trying to like help him, and so he's panicking and can't really understand what's going on. And so finally, we find him and they got him in the back of a car, have him hooked up to oxygen, or not hooked up, but they have the mask on, they're like rubbing his extremities, like he's conscious but pale and like trembling. And they don't know why he collapsed or what's going on. They figure maybe altitude because of that's that'd be the common thought, yeah. yeah, what's going on. And then our friend ran, finally found, got I don't know if we got a translator or whoever, but finally found where our car was got the Benadryl, I think. I'm not sure if they administered it or not, but, um, and so meanwhile, like, I'm staying with him, like, our friend in the car. I'm like, don't worry, man, like, you're good. Like, just breathe slowly, like, because the, the faster you breathe, the less air you're going to get. I'm just kind of trying to talk to him through, letting him know, okay, well, this is what's happening next. This is the doctor. Um, this is what we're doing. We're trying to find, this guy's got this stuff. Just kind of because he's, he's a smart guy, and, he, and I know myself, like, I want to know what's going on. I want to know 
that people know what's going on so that it calms me down. So I was just trying to tell them as much information as possible to keep them calm, like, hey, this is what's happening, this is what's going on, do this, don't, and like, don't worry, you can still see um, blood, like if you um, press your hand and then the blood still pools, so you're still good there. Just trying to give them as much information as possible to calm them down. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Super scary though, so we find the, the drugs and we find that and we get them, um, they finally get them to the hospital, which is like this three-room cement house, which was conveniently enough across the street from where we were staying, so that worked out really well. And uh, the doctor there was, he must have trained somewhere English, like he was super good, like saw him. We weren't there when it happened, but administered a steroid right away, opened up his airways, and it turned out he just had an allergic reaction to no one knows what, that's some new foreign thing because there's no coriander in cookies. There shouldn't be. <laughs> we have those chicken bites. We like, those. Yeah, I guess little chicken yeah. bite things. We don't know. But yeah, like luckily this doctor, because um, we were also again on an army base, so I'm sure he sees a lot of stuff, knew exactly what to do. They kept him on oxygen for the next hour or so, monitored his vitals. Um, we had like a little uh, heart rate monitor and oxygen level reader. Uh, and we just kept checking back, checking back. Hey, heart rate stabilized. Oxygen levels are up. Um, color went back in his face and but it was just kind of like the high altitude coupled with a panic, a panic attack as well as an allergy attack it was like pretty scary how quickly everything happened just mm -hmm. restricted airways already on top of reduced oxygen available and it was like boom within five minutes he was down yeah yeah so that was kind of scary and then he played hockey and no, then, he wasn't able to play up there. Did he play one game? No. no. Oh, he, he left right all. after oh, the record bummer. game. Yeah. Yeah. Because he took one of our cars. That's right. Yeah. Did he play on the, the river with the shinny? No, he was no, recovering. He only played so. one game in lady. That's yeah, right. Because he was sick when he got there. So Fuck. He had a rough go. He had a rough go. That is a rough go. <laughs> but he's hung in there, which is like... <laughs> Impressed. Yeah, in the end, it's like, at least he's okay. That's the big thing for sure. But it's just kind of a bummer when you fly that far and then you can't even play like yeah. the tournament you wanted to play in. Yeah. Well, that's like one of the organizers, one of the main guys. He was good when he landed and then got something mm -hmm. and uh, was so sick, couldn't even make it up. Like He had to stay in lay. And this is a guy that kind of been with the foundation for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, no. <laughs> And so had obviously been part of the idea, been part of the creation of it all, and to be so sick that you can't even be there for what you worked for X amount of years to mm -hmm. accomplish, like, that would suck. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, yeah, so if I was doing that, I'd just be avoiding like any kind of questionable food. Like say there was a hockey tournament in, I don't know, Morocco. It's like, uh, I'm not going to eat anything. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to have dry biscuits that I brought Especially with me. Especially you have allergies. Yeah, oh man, stuff. for sure. Well, just like, because like, in Southeast Asia, they're always, they always like they don't, don't drink water, but they wash all the vegetables with yeah. with yeah. the water, and then all of a sudden you're just pooping everywhere. And then, what's the worst thing that you can do when you're dehydrated? It's really get into physical activity, so that'd be a bummer for sure. Um, I was gonna say here. So what's on the what's next on the hockey agenda? I think obviously we got the the Prague talks going on. Uh, was there anything else that you saw from Hockey Foundation that you're kind of gearing towards? Um, or do they not really know what the next, uh, they're kind of the one founder that could, they're still reeling off of this, uh, Indian. Yeah. Trip. The one, the one guy that could make it up in the region. That's kind of part of them. He teams up with them with his own foundation. Mm -hmm. I think it's called hockey for all. Um, they're trying to do a tournament in Egypt. 
Sweet. And they're trying to build a rink right by the pyramids. Oh right? my yeah. god. Which would be tough to do. Well, not to mention the sand. How, how do you keep your ice frozen? But that's sand, in the works, yeah. apparently. I can't remember the dates they had for that when they wanted to try it. And there's like laws about propaganda around the pyramids. Yeah, I can imagine. Sponsorships and buildings and I don't know. It would... But he's going to play for uh, the Egyptian national team in a tournament in Dubai. Or Abu oh, cool. Dhabi, sorry. So I think he's getting more connections with Egypt, like playing for their team, mm. trying to get an understanding. But that was kind of all they had with the foundation, wasn't they it? They wanted Antarctica too as an idea, but again, like that's got a lot of uh, things to overcome. I'm sure you need a lot of special permits to try and build a ring. Oh there. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. pretty untouched land. Yeah. Um, but for the foundation, I don't know if they have anything coming up. They do the lay trip. I think every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of, other than that trip, they kind of mostly focus on, I think, coaching and putting on like little clinics in um, rural areas mm -hmm. and just building that way. And so I'm not really sure if they're really a tournament everywhere kind of place. But yeah. The guy that does the North Korea trip, he's trying to do another trip to Turkmenistan. Yeah. Just oh, really cool. Out. Yeah, yeah. Did it get approved? It got approved. Yeah, 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 they put their permits through and it got approved. Mm -hmm. And so, for those of you who don't know, they just finished their third trip to North Korea, and this time Haley Wickenheiser went with them and right coached on. their teams. And she, like, she has a bunch of things to say about it and write about it. And it, it's kind of the same thing, like not what she expected. And she was just trying to continue growing that uh, that bond and of hockey. Mm -hmm. but yeah. So Turkmenistan, if anyone's ever been wanting to go there or play hockey there. Um, that's the friendship league. You can look them up and they're going there. Very cool. Yeah. That would be, that'd be a hell of a trip in that area. I think, a, I think a trip to Kazakhstan play hockey would be pretty, pretty neat too. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I'm, the Kazakhstan, I don't know. I've always kind of had a, or Mongolia, I've always kind of had a dream to go to those two places. One, because, uh, Mongolia with Genghis Khan and everything is so cool. And then, uh, Kazakhstan, um, I was reading the long way around yeah. with, um, I think Charlie Borman is the guy's name. And then Ewan McGregor, uh, the actor, uh, they yeah. both had these BMW bikes and they went around the world. Ooh, cool. And part of the route they took was through Kazakhstan and their pictures were just glorious. Like it looks like Northern BC, just like trees everywhere. And it's just like, whoa. And then they got a giant lake there too. And it's just, it seems like a really cool country to check out. So. Well, there's this one guy. And there's hockey there too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, team, yeah. 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 Uh, who is it? Antropov played, uh, is from Kazakhstan. I think he? he played. Is that Antropov or Ponokrovsky? I always get them mixed up, but I think Ponokrovsky is Ukrainian and then Antropov is Kazakh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well, there's one guy, Joji, that played with us on our team on this trip, and he was telling us about this tournament in Mongolia that he went to, and it's invite only, maybe eight teams or something like that, mm -hmm. and it's outdoor hockey in minus 20, full body contact, like, basically as hard as you can get, and then he's like, and then everyone partied with the Mongolians, and like, drank whatever beers and whiskeys, and then yeah. we had, and fermented like, camel's like, milk, right? Some people went to jail, I think, and then wow. came back and played, just like, rough, and like, it sounded, <laughs> so if you want to play Mongolia, there's an option. That'd be neat. <laughs> That'd be neat, it's invite only, sadly. It's hard, yeah. I, 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 I could probably throw some hits, but I'm not sure how how fast paced I'd be able to keep up with. You know, I'd be like, I'm gonna play defense, and hang up by the goalie, but every now and then I'll hit somebody because yeah, you've seen how I play. <laughs> not the most talented. It's like, hey, look at that beer league version of the crappiest NHL player. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. No, no, it's it's just it's just so interesting to like you know um, you know think about all these different places you can go play hockey and then where these tournaments are like because you know there's so many guys that just play in their city and that's all they do and then it's like open up this world to them it's like whoa I could play hockey in Tanzania you know like yeah. that would be neat yeah so or or Turkey, Ooh, hockey Turkey. in Turkey would be really cool because like they get like it's almost similar to say uh, the Himalayan conditions I'd say like if you get close enough to um, it, I haven't been to Turkey yet, so I don't really know the regions all that well, but you go closer to the Caucasus mountains. I think that's what they, the, the range that comes down so. there. Yeah. And like, once you get closer to say Armenia and Georgia and stuff like that, you can get some pretty cold weather in the winter time for sure. That'd be really neat. Yeah. Things to think about. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hockey everywhere. Hockey everywhere. Go to the Yugoslav, former Yugoslavia states again, like, uh, Bosnia and Croatia. I think that'd be really cool too. And yeah. hockey's starting to pick up, um, like, the Austrian league where the Red Bulls play, mm -hmm. um, theirs is a Greb team. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and there's a Northern Italy team. They, and it's funny because like teams will come and go all the time too. I think, uh, I think Hungary has a team or they used to, and now they're part of a different league too. Uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah, lots of fun there. Um, yeah. Just talk about your guys' love for the game. Uh, you both have quite the passion for, uh, you know, hockey. What is the game given back to you? Um, Misty, we'll start with you. Um, social skills. <laughs> <laughs> Me, not so awkward anymore. <laughs> I can talk to people sometimes, mostly, if I feel like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just the ability to travel. Because um, I have got to see so many places, especially ones I probably wouldn't go to, either because I didn't have the time or the want, or maybe it was frightening on its own. Um, but and, and then it has also... Uh, built a lot of friendships and networking so now yeah I have friends all over the world and then like I said in the previous podcast I moved to Calgary not knowing anyone I went to a tournament in Vegas where where the core league was from Calgary and when I came back they're like well let us know when you finally move here and we got some teams for you and therefore friends so Calgary's earth hockey's given me a lot just like a community I guess a home away from home no matter where you go you always can find a place to fit in so and all obviously like social skills teamwork all that kind of things like you find that at work people that have played team sports are usually easier better people to work with because they understand the whole um, helping everyone out um, take them up for the team like maybe you're not the person that is leading on this one, you let someone else lead, and it just kind of gives you a general better awareness of human dynamics. Pat. Very good answer. Yeah. <laughs> and world peace. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody ever hurts my friends, I will hunt them down and kill them. Yeah, um, yeah it's almost the same as Misty Ditto. Yeah, Done. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah. no it, it's the like finding out more. Misty, you're just looking over to yeah. the flags there. Uh, wisdom, love, courage, <laughs> happiness. Yeah, finding out more after doing this India trip, it's like it's the bond it creates with just like people anywhere in the world that shares the same excitement with the sport. Mm -hmm. um, that's the biggest thing it's given back to me now. It's just like you can go anywhere in the world and bond with these guys over the game of hockey and tell stories like you get to find out so much information about new places in the world like that you want to travel to now and yeah the connections it makes is awesome i'll keep it short and missing oh there you go well you get bonus marks for keeping it in that 30 second window there <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, that's sweet, guys. Uh, that's pretty much all the questions I have. Now we're just kind of finishing up with, uh, I don't know, you guys been watching a lot of hockey lately. Uh, you know, I imagine that you're a Flames fan too. No. No. Oh, you're Canucks now. I see that. No. No, Misty's Canucks. Misty's Canucks. Kyle's Ooh, Chicago. gross. I'm a Leafs fan. <laughs> you're a Leafs yeah, fan? I'm a Leafs fan from BC. Oh, <laughs> why? Uh, Doug Gilmore, dude. Doug Gilmore. Doug that's I fair enough. When I was young. He also played for the Habs, though. <laughs> no, my uh, my my podcast bosses will be really pumped because they're huge. The, the podcast not after thirty is out of Toronto, and they're huge Leafs fans. They actually have their little run up um, every few weeks or so. And they do a Leafs talk. Oh, so yeah, they will have to follow the, the the you know the pages and then download the episodes. Humble Leafs fans, though, when they went through their losing period. Yeah, I, I kind of do the same with uh, the Oilers. It's just like you see some of these bandwagon jumpers like yeah, Leafs and Oilers number one or whatever, and then it's like. Yeah, we haven't. We weren't that good for a long time. Be humble, you know. Like, don't don't brag too much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you must be pumped that the Leafs are going to the playoffs. Oh yeah, like they, it's they it's gonna happen. Almost by December, it seemed like because mm-hmm. the teams below them in their division are just doing horrible. Yeah, it's, it's it seems like they're trying to catch uh, keep up with uh, Tampa Bay and Boston. Yeah, yeah. which is unfortunate because the Leafs are going to pay Boston in the first round, which is going to be a tough. Draw. Yeah, hopefully it's not. Looks like. Hopefully it's not a repeat. Well, for you, I like. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually a pretty big Boston if that fan. Repeats like that again. <laughs> I just remember like I was firefighting at the time, and one guy was like a huge Leafs fan. He's like, "Oh yeah, Leafs three nothing or whatever the score was." And then like, was, like he'd update it. He's like, oh, three one, whatever, no problem." He's like. Oh, three two, and it's like, what's the score now? He's like three three going into overtime. Oh yeah, it was four. It was four. Four goal lead or something. I was in Australia at the time, actually. Oh. At ten in the morning at casino, because it's the only place we could find. Oh really? There's other people from Toronto there. Mm-hmm. They were like, "You're bad Leafs fans," and they were like already celebrating when it was four. Oh no! Like, oh, we're gonna play this team in the next round. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Boston scores a goal. I'm like, this is a game again because the Leafs love giving up leads. And sure enough, I'm gonna sat there in silence. Yeah. Watch the whole thing unfold, and I was just like, looked at my friend. I was like, I gotta get really drunk right now. I was like, this is horrible. Well, that was like me last year with uh, or last playoffs with uh, the Oilers when they're playing against the Ducks, and I was getting texts from my buddies and my brothers, and I was like, oh yeah, Oilers winning, you know, three nothing. We're gonna we got this one. I was like, it's five minutes left. I'm not I'm not <laughs> celebrating nothing because it's hockey. It's hockey, and it's the Oilers, and I've seen worse things happen. And what happens is, you know, they're shitty. Shitty calls. I'm not going to, you know, blame the refs or blame uh, the review or anything like that, but there's some shitty calls, and then Edmonton also shit the bed, so it's kind of a, just a group clusterfuck of group shittiness. <laughs> and uh, how do you feel about the, the Canucks on their rebuilding? You're pretty happy with Brock Besser, I imagine. He looks, he's, he's got really a nice good. flow there, bro. Oh, the sickest flow. But, uh, no, I've learned to just not place my faith in them, and... <laughs> no, not all of them. Not all of it right now. She's a secret Anaheim fan. No, Anaheim's always been. It was always my first while career was there with Solani, and then. Oh, of course. That was everyone. Like the, the Mighty Ducks just came oh, out my too. Ducks was like, oh, I love oh, you. Gordon Bombay, Emilio. Best team ever. Yeah. But then uh, I had a poster of Korea when I was a kid. Everything Korea. I did a biography on Korea when I was like ten years old. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do a report on? Korea, obviously. University of Maine? That was a long time ago. <laughs> no, is, is that who he played for? I don't know, I'm not sure. Okay. I, I think it was Maine, yeah. I thought it was like a really like random state. It's like Rhode Island or Maine or New Hampshire. 
Delaware. <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty close to each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he's got a brother of Sean? You know, he's got uh, Scott and Marvin. Scott. Oh, yeah, he was the one that kind of like made the NHL, but was like always kind of floating around. Yeah. Yeah, he's always in the free agent list on the EA Sports games. Yeah, I don't think he made it very far. No. <laughs> Marvin, eh? That's yeah. Marvin Paul. also played. <laughs> yeah. And I think he has a sister, I'm not sure. But okay. She sense. did not make it to the NHL. Ah, yeah. only men on realm. <laughs> So, then, yeah. so do you guys have any, any uh, Stanley Cup predictions or anything? Or think it's um, gonna be Tampa. Tampa's an easy pick for sure. Yeah. But uh, I think out of the West, Nashville's gonna go again. Oh yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're having an even better season team. than they did last year. Yeah. Unless they get the first place like choke, like like the Blackhawks did last mm -hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I could see them going to the final again, but in the East, I don't know. Maybe Pittsburgh might three be. You might, yeah. They easily can. They have the team again to do it. And they seem to get through everyone in the playoffs. I think, uh, I'm really hoping Winnipeg comes and shows up a lot. I think they're my dark horse to make it. I, I, th I think they could really just, because they've had so much trouble with, uh, pardon me, uh, with Nashville this regular season. Yeah. I think maybe they'll just they come out storming. Yeah. 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 Patrick Line with his, back. yeah, Shifley, and then Patrick Line his gross chin strap beard. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good pick out of the West for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to see Pittsburgh Nashville again in the finals. That'd Maybe be interesting. Nashville get them this time. Yeah, know. just like the Pittsburgh Detroit series yeah. from a few years ago. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Right on. Missed your prediction. I got nothing. I stopped watching because my teams are out of it. <laughs> like, uh, these all know, suck. But, and I'm still in. But you're you're following uh, the women's hockey pretty pretty closely. Yeah. Um You're saying that who who won the whole thing? No, oh, it's it's um. The finals aren't done yet. Who, yeah. Who's in the finals? So the CWHL finals are March 25th. You can uh, watch it online. They might even be broadcasting on the sports channel. I'm not sure. Probably by the time this is, this podcast uh, is released, it'll be over, sadly. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> they will post it anyway. So yeah. you can look at the scores. <laughs> Check out the highlights. <laughs> but uh, so the first place team was Montreal, and they, like, they were dominant throughout the entire season, mm -hmm. and they got swept by the fourth place team, which was like a huge upset. This past weekend, and then Calgary came in second, Calgary Inferno, and they were playing against one of the new Chinese teams, mm -hmm. and they won the first game 3 nothing, and then the Chinese team came back and won the second game, and the third game was 0-0 going into the third overtime, and with five minutes left, the Chinese team finally scored, so like six periods of hockey. And so now in the final, it's the third and fourth place team with huge upsets. On. If only you could finish it with a shootout, eh? <laughs> no shootout. They're, they're doing it right in the CWHL. Yeah. Continuous overtime. That's pretty interesting. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fun. We had that's, an Olympics. That's a better way to finish a game. Though. I think I was telling you guys before we had the Olympics podcast, we were covering like our opinions on international shootouts and stuff and why it would be better. And then, you know, we're arguing with Anthony. It's like, well, would you rather have, you know, a shootout in the Stanley Cup final? He's like... Oh, it just sounds so terrible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. Why would you want that for the gold medal game? Exactly. It's like, I don't know. It seems like international play is like flashier because you have the Europeans and everything. And, uh, it just seems terrible. It seems like it's something you'd have to just like shorten everything up. It's like yeah. everything, everything that was like knockout round leading up to the finals. Sure, shootout, whatever. But like bronze, silver, gold, like 
has to be to the death. Yeah, yeah to the death. <laughs> I want yeah. death. I want people dying on the ice if they're like losing and dying for their country. That's right. <laughs> well, that was the excuse why they don't do uh, continuous is because teams have to play so soon within each other. Mm -hmm. But not after the gold. Not after so the gold. Cool. Don't need to worry about that yeah. crap. No, I'd just be, I don't, I don't know, like, if, if the NHL ever went to shootout in the playoffs, I'd, I think I might stop watching. Yeah. That would just be it's brutal. Horrible way to end. Yeah, oh, God. Down. It just would be the worst, especially, like, could you imagine, like, the controversies, too, if somebody scored, and then, like, later on, they're just like, oh, yeah, look at the curved stick, and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. that should have counted. Like, I mean, you stopped, like, the forward motion. And oh, yeah, that would just be terrible. Yeah. Well, then you'd even just start picking up players that were just good at, Let's shoot shootout. out. Linus so Omark, bring him back. Yeah, they would never <laughs> play. Oh, yeah. shoot out. UC Okanen. Yeah. He's, he's still good in the shootout, right? I think so. No, no. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Not good. I wonder if they'll ever kind of like go to like a, a way of like a two-on-one with the goalie. So like have one defender and then like you pick your two most. Like Dreisaitl and McDavid against like Dowdy and Jonathan Quick. That'd be interesting. I don't, I don't like. I don't like it, yeah, but it's test, interesting. Test in game when when they yeah exactly yeah. right when they came up with a three on three uh, over time, I immediately thought, did you ever play NHL hits? Yeah, where it was the three on three, yeah. so you'd have like the the really big defenseman, the kind of big defenseman that is like still offensive, and then like the one really fast skill players, so, like yeah. an Eiserman or a Sakic or a Korea, and then you'd have yeah, and then you have like Pronger and Stevens or something like that, or Pronger and Niedermeyer. You just kill everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, just like, injure the guy flat, and he's just like, uh, slowly getting back up. <laughs> Woo! Goals everywhere. All right. Well, did you guys want to talk any bit about anything else hockey related? Did I throw anything else out there? Uh, no, not really. He's a hockey talker. That's all I got. Oh, hockey talkery. Eh, me. No, I got nothing. That's pretty lengthy well kyle's gotta go to work and then misty you get you go to work tomorrow and then i think you're going to the bank so yeah yeah and that not just a whole podcast fun the entire day Wish you could. yeah <laughs> all right well thanks a lot there guys this is the awkward throw clear with misty seastrom kyle volk and myself aaron chalupa the chalupa copper i uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will be recording a lot more coming when i move to invermere so again this is this is a very dated podcast moving to invermere this weekend beautiful british columbia and then yeah i'm, I'm recording from british columbia fun no oh, man it's gonna be great just living in the valley going back to the brewery life so all right well thanks a lot guys have a good one see ya yeah